I'm Rob. I'm John. And this is the Mint One Podcast. Where we talk all things NFTs and the rise of blockchain gaming. So this week, we're going to talk about the steams of Web3. We are, there's plenty of them out there. Some are good, some are not so good. Let's dive into it. Okay, before we get started, we have to ask that if you are enjoying this podcast, and you should be, um, we ask that you they'll follow us. They, they should be enjoying it. should, it, should be. <laughs> or they ought to be, if I'm going to really fall into my, my English roots. Um, follow us on everything. Like us on everything. Five-star review on everything that gives you stars. Um, subscribe to us. And leave us comments on YouTube about who you want to be guests. We've got some exciting guests coming up still. We've had some brilliant guests in the past. So uh, let us know who you want. And um, we will wrangle them and bring them in front of your eyes or ears or both. Um, right. So this week we're talking about Steam, the Steam of Web 3s, which has been, that term has been plaguing blockchain gaming since I, I was trying to look back on Token Gamer when I started using that term and it was around mid 2021. So it's been around a while, but what's the prompt this particular week? So this week, uh, Gods Unchained, which is one of the most popular Web3 TCGs out there, built um, by Mutual Games and on IMX, yeah. um, has now been released on the Epic Games Store. Uh, it's fully available. You just head to the Epic Games Store, type in Gods Unchained, and you can download it, launch it from there. Um, and it's been a while since we've heard much news of one of these Web3 games coming to um you know the epic game store in particular i know me and you roll off stream have talked about some ones which have been announced and then been removed and it's a bit what's going on there but you know goals and changes are a big name in web3 gaming and seeing it come on the epic game store is uh, kind of a big moment or at least i th- thought it was um around about the time it was announced um, if you look to all the various graphs for you know god's token etc they all went up in value although i don't think that's the best to, like marker of whether a game's doing well, that's just crypto bros speculating. But um, it seems to be this kind of zenith that every high potential Web3 game um, aims for at the moment. It's like, oh, if we build a quality game, we've got to get it on one of these huge yeah. digital distribution marketplaces and that's going to make us explode and give us all this exposure to Web2 players yeah. and it'll be their golden ticket to the, the good times. And uh, of course, there's many many companies out there who are trying to create as you say the steam of web 3 which i mean i've been hearing it ever since i came into the space and you've been hearing it a lot longer than i have um there's plenty of platforms as i say that want to hold themselves up to that mantra um but all are doing it to different degrees of success let's say yeah Um, are there any in particular that spring to mind for you well i don't know where to start this first um so i'm just i wanted to read you something it's just a list an exciting list let's go for it so i typed in steam into token gamer to see how many times i've mentioned it in the past two oh just over two years around two years almost exactly actually um now here (laughs) so what i'm what steam is i'm sure everyone listening knows the biggest game distribution platform so indie developers major AAA publishers can have their game put on what is it a universal library slash store and people can buy or download free to play games um, and play them so it's really a games platform where you can get games and web3 gaming platforms where you can get games 
are naturally synonymous or, or at least analogous with uh, Steam. So yep. I decided to see how many are close to Steam in their scope, but have narrowed it down to Web3 games. Now, the reason for this, which we'll come back to, is Steam banned blockchain and NFT games and anything that uses crypto or blockchain in any way. So that spawned a million of them. Right, are you ready for this? In the last Let's two go. years, here are the ones that I have mentioned in the same breath as Steam because they have similarities. Uh, some of them call themselves Web3 Steam. Um, some of them mention Steam but think they're much, much better than Steam. And uh, some of them don't mention it, but there's obvious paradox. Right, here we go. Um, Ultra, Immutable, Loot Rush, Elixir, Fractal, Hyperplay, Exterio, Sort of. I'm going to say sort of here and there because we'll come back to it. C2X, Game Dosi, Zai, sort of. Ajuna, Prom, Wemix, Intellarex, Blockborn, Flamestore, and then I've put in very sort of brackets, uh, Epic Game Store. Um, so there, I mean, it is, and that's not an exhaustive list. That's the list of everything that I've bothered to cover. Some of, There's a lot of ones that I just haven't been particularly interested in. Um, really? Now, the ones that are sort of tend to be that they wanted to build a layer two or layer three blockchain for games, and then they wanted some sort of library for people to access those games. So they're not really trying to fill um, Steam's shoes, but they are still a Web3 gaming platform that distributes games. Um, again, Immutable kind of falls into that um, that bracket as well. I'd say, so not to rush through the episode, but, but I'd say my favourite of that list is yeah. probably, it's between three, but the top two are probably Fractal and Elixir for me. I'm excluding okay. Immutable for now, otherwise Immutable will probably be in that conversation. Um, yeah. Fractal and Elixir, I would say, are the best... Fractal particularly, with its, its integrated streaming and tournaments and I, I've I've talked about that platform on and off for the whole time we've had this podcast, and yeah. uh, I'm still a, I'm still a big fan of it. And now it's multi-chain as well, which is good because Solana got in lots of trouble with stuff. Anyway, um, Elixir again, they've been kind of creeping up. Uh, yeah. They've had a few good partnerships. Um, they recently they recently partnered. Let me just get the. Uh, uh, they've recently passed a partner with GameStop. Hit. Um, for GameStop Player, I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I could not be more confused about GameStop's stance on Web3. <laughs> it was it hired, went all in, then kind of wavered. Then the NFT marketplace just died, more or less, in terms of trading volume. Then yep. they U-turned and left Web3. And now mm -hmm. I keep they keep announcing stuff they're doing stuff like they they did something with a game they've done something with multiple platforms i don't know what they're up to are they in are they out yeah it's very bizarre um i have no, I have it, no it, idea it is really tough to kind of figure out what their position is i mean they there's a lot of people that came across immutable and the games on immutable for the first time because of gamestop's marketplace and wallet that's cool um and it seems now that immutable kind of pivoting towards focusing on the epic games um, yeah, partnership, and then well, I say partnership. They've just got one game listed on the store, but it's still, I mean, two teams are talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
and you know onboarding uh, big web two studios and that sort of thing. So yeah, so, yeah, Elixir Fractal I'd say are the best right now. Like, yeah. to my eyes, the the third one in my top three is Ultra. Mm. Um, but Ultra is more promise than current substance, and that's not a slight. Um, they're just they're they're still in an earlier stage to my eyes than Fractal at least. Um, however, Ultra is unambiguously the biggest culprit for mentioning Steam when yes. talking about uh, their product. They now, I can't find this exact quote. I saw a tweet saying that last week was it or like a couple of days ago um one of the co-ceos of ultra called it blockchain steam on steroids and i've seen it i saw it bounced around in a few places and it was in quotation marks now i found the interview with blockchaingamer.biz um i found the interview i haven't found that exact quote but um what they said so the question was put to them do you think steam on the blockchain is a good comparison point for ultra and they said am i going to read all of this that's the most softball softball question <laughs> it, it, it is a softball but it, it's also exactly kind of what i wanted to ask them sure um they basically say there's a big the big difference between steam and ultra is that ultra has an entire ecosystem what they mean by that is there's more sort of integration for businesses and mm. they've got SDKs yeah. and bits and pieces that make creating a blockchain game easier whereas obviously Steam Epic Games you could argue does they do I mean you to download Unreal yeah. Engine you need to install Epic Games yeah. so they, they really they are closer to the sort of Web3 ecosystem but um, there is a lot of mention of Steam um, yeah. let me ask you a question let, let's just i'm going to ask you a direct question here do we need web3 steam i want to say yes but it could be that we already have it in the epic game store yeah um, i, I don't think and I, i've had this discussion with someone earlier this week someone asked me directly do you think epic would create their own nft marketplace if they're starting yeah. to host all these web3 games i don't think they will um, but the only evidence I have to get off that is uh, for the games that the Web3 games that are on the Epic Games Store so far, you're talking your Blancos, your Gods Unchained, etc. And the only reference they ever put to marketplaces or how you can actually interact and trade with your NFTs is typically in the FAQs for that game where they just say, oh, the, this game's developers recommend this if there is a recommendation or they'll just put something generic. So right. if you go to Gods Unchained's FAQs on the Epic Games Store, um, one of the questions is, it's something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, oh, where can I trade Gods Unchained assets or NFTs? And it's really? like, oh, Gods Unchained recommends Aqua. Um, here's a link. And that's all they say. Huh. Uh, and the rest of the information on the page is just, I think warnings a bit is a bit too strong of the word, but they make yes, it very I upfront. That. That, uh, I mean, as soon as you go to Gods Unchained page on the Epic Games Store, um, obviously you've got the trailer and the images you know if you're familiar with epic games or steam you'll know exactly what you see um but before you get into um any of like the longer descriptions and what you can expect in the game it's this big clear box that just states right at the top this is a blockchain slash nft game yeah and then goes into this whole hey this game supports or includes the use of blockchain or crypto or nfts 
And then, uh, you know, uh, please be advised, you know, before purchasing, do your own research, et cetera, et cetera. So they're really trying to, it's not like they're trying to get Web3 games past anyone or try and sell this to anyone as a Web2 game and kind of slip the Web3 under the rug. It's very yeah. front and center. Hey, this game has NFTs and crypto in it. If this isn't your thing, then, you know, you cannot play it. But if the game looks cool and you want to give it a go, then, hey, you can you can play it through our store. I think it's so. Fair. But yeah, I think it's it's a good way of going about it, and I obviously it's, it's far too early to tell what the impact on player numbers um, will be for yeah. Gods Unchained. I know for for Blancos, I, arguably it hasn't made too much of an impact, or I haven't seen any figures that are like, oh, Blancos ten x is his player base, and that's on the Epic Game Store, and it's been on there for a while. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, I guess think it's, it's a different. To see. Well, no, maybe this isn't a fair comment. I was going to say it's, it's a different, and it is a different kind of game. But do people search for those sort of games in the same way? Because it's more of a social true. game. Do yeah, you search true. for social games in the same way you search? Like, if I'm looking for, a, obviously, I'm a big MMO fan. Many times, I've gone to Steam and typed in MMORPG and looked at the genre and seen what's top of their sales charts. Yep. Um, what's top on active players that week or that month or that day um, if that happens on Epic Games which I'm sure it does for TCGs then could be it could be a good channel it's very hard to read it can't be a bad yep. thing yep. Um, but it's how much of a positive impact it has does Does Epic Games have any good TCGs? that's what I was just thinking I can't off the top of my head I can't think of any really high quality TCGs that are on the Epic Games Store. Someone is definitely going to let me know that I'm wrong as soon as I publish this. <laughs> yep, that's good. But as far as I'm aware, I don't think there are any. And um, that's something that I think hurt Blankos on the Epic Games Store because right. you go to the Epic Games Store, you can play Football Guys for free. Yeah. And Fall Guys has a huge player base and every game is a bunch of fun. There's absolutely no issue. It's one of their most played um, games, isn't it? it? Yeah, and it's... Oh, I used to play so much Fall Guys. It's so much fun. Um... But yeah, it's super easy to get into a game, takes no time at all, whereas if you have a game like Blancos, and, you know, social games like this rely on having a strong, reliable player base, so that, you know, whether you're logging in at 7 in the evening or 2am, you can find people to play with, and um, whilst Blancos matchmaking system is actually quite good, you could find that you're playing against the same people all the time, or at certain mm. times of the day, you might struggle to find, like, lobbies to be in, so... And yeah, if you've got four guys there, if I'm I, I literally have the choice between playing Fall Guys or Blancos, and I'm going to choose Fall Guys every time. It's a more yeah. polished experience, there's more people, it's more fun, you know, the music's great, the gameplay's amazing, etc, etc. So this is, this kind of brings me on to something I wanted to bring up here, is as soon as you start putting Web3 games on ostensibly Web2 marketplaces, yeah. Web3 games aren't competing against Web3 games anymore. I mean, they yeah. the kind of weren't, really, but that's how a lot of people in Web3 used to, or are kind of used to thinking about it, is oh, do I want to play this Web3 game or this Web3 game? Does this one give me more return on my time investment? Or is this one more fun? Or does this mm. one have more players? Whereas if you have a Web3 section to Web2 marketplace, it's, oh, hey, do I want to play this Web3 game where I have a chance to earn 50 cents an hour? Or do I want to play a game that's actually a lot more fun? Um, and hopefully in time, these Web3 experiences are going to match up to the Web2 ones. And I think Gods Unchained is one of the first big Web3 games to hit a Web2 marketplace and actually be on the same standard of quality. Yeah. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see how Gods Unchained lands in particular, but 
kind of going a few steps back and looking at all of these competitors to, um, you know, become the Steam of Web3 or the Epic Games Store of Web3 or whatever. I've covered some of them on NFT Insider before, you know, Flame Store, um, Earn Alliance was one I covered ages ago, although they seem to be trying to turn themselves into a social media platform now. Okay. Whatever. Um, Ultra kind of has a similar issue to that, where they're like, hey, we want to be the Steam of Web3, but we also want to hold esports tournaments, and we also want a marketplace, and we also want this. It's like, Steam is amazing because they focused, first and foremost, right back in the early days of being the one place you could go to to download and play any PC game you would want. Yeah. And then over time, it's like, oh, hey, you know, we need a reason for people to stick around. So they introduce, you know, friends lists and then achievements and, you know, CSGO items and, and all sorts of other reasons to have people engage with the Steam network. And um, the Epic Games Store has done this in a very similar way. You know, their strategy for the first couple of years was we are just going to pay developers exorbitant amounts of money to have their games on our platform because it's the games that bring people in. You know, it's not the social elements or that you have need to have good games. Yeah. That's all people really care about. And I'm sure like Web3 people might want some staking features or whatever, but that shouldn't really, at least from my point of view, be the focus of a digital distribution platform. It should all be about the games. And then if you get, start to get people come in and people are naturally coming to your platform because you're an exclusive place to have amazing games then, you know, you can add your social features and your bits on the side and all this other stuff. But, yeah, I think that's where so many of these competitor Web3 digital distribution platforms really fall down, is that they want to go in a million places at once. And you look at the actual games on the service, which is realistically the only reason you're going to go to that site, and there's nothing much there. Um, That's not to say that I think there's going to be some... Um, some strong challenges. I think Fractal, and I agree with you, is doing a fantastic job here. I think, you know, they're kind of the way that they present the games to the people and, you know, it, it's very, very easy to just head to the Fractal website and be like, oh, that game looks cool. Oh, there's a button there that says I can play it. Click the button and, oh, I'm playing the game. And that's what people yeah. want. They want it as simple as possible. Um, but I think if it's, if I have to match Fractal against Steam, if they ever accept Web3 games again, or proper Web3 games, not all will accept your Web3 game, but you've got to take all the Web3 aspects out of it, which is a bit redundant, um, or the Epic Games Store, then I I don't think it's really a matchup. Um, okay. I'm sure there will be a third place player, but I don't think there's a, there's a serious one there quite yet. So I want to play a bit of Devil's Advocate here. Um, so I, I agree that it seems like the aims are too diffuse for many of these startups, but I'm going to give two defenses for that. Um, one, the problem is there isn't enough playable Web3 games. Not for sure. So if you only focus on the best games, you don't really have a lot right now. There just isn't There isn't much you can do, which I think <laughs> is one problem. Yeah. Um, the, the second problem is a little bit... I'll call it the World of Warcraft problem, right? Because every MMO that comes out is compared to World of Warcraft. And it has to, upon release, upon its simplest form, it has to compete with a game that's been iterating on it for 20 years. And this is why we keep coming into the same issues where people release an MMO and they're like, oh, I'm just going back to WoW. It doesn't have Ranked Arena. It doesn't have Mythic Plus. It doesn't have all these things that I love. And you're like, yeah, but it's just come out. Like, 
when WoW came out in 2004, there was it, it had barely anything. Like it, it didn't have battlegrounds, it didn't have arena, it didn't have uh, mythics, it didn't have raids at that point. It had nothing. Yep. Um, but it had the time to, uh, you know, proceed. So I think the only two ways around that are one, throw ungodly amounts of money and be really diffuse with your aims. Have the marketplace, have Twitch integration or stream integration, have all these okay. social features, or and this is the harder one of the two, really, is innovate. And yeah. that's where I would say probably Fractal is leading because yeah. their platform is different to the others. Um, and like you say, like you can just hop in a game and I'm not sure it's... I mean, it's made by the guy who made Twitch. So um, Justin Can knows a bit about gaming and yeah. making a gaming platform, particularly Twitch social it was one. Bad. Yeah, Justin.tv. Uh, and then Twitch. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't. I'm really. I'm not entirely sure I can unpack what makes it unique, but it has elements to it that is is cohesive, and everything's in kind of one place. Like it does. It has a, a marketplace, um, and it has streaming, and it has competitions, and it has news and, and blogs, and it has new games and charts. And it's all on one page. Like you, you click through into yeah. the things, but it's it's very well designed. You're not all over the place. You're not having to. It's not like different modules are all tapped together. It's it's no. in one central place, which is why I think of that list. I, I don't know what Ultra are going to pull off. They I know they've got a lot of money behind them. They've also got a lot of experience. The two guys that run it have done a lot of interesting stuff in gaming before. Um, yeah. So maybe that maybe they pull it off. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it it's a difficult problem, and I'm not entirely. I mean, how do you compete with Steam? The second <laughs> this is the this is the problem they have. The second yeah. Steam goes, ah, go on then, we'll have NFT and blockchain games. Everyone's dead in the water, apart from Absolutely. maybe Epic Game Store, because yeah. you just that's where everyone defaults to. Even though people don't, you know, have their criticisms of Steam these days, that's just where you default to. Yeah, I think that's one of the major issues that a lot of these um, up and coming Web three Steams um, mm. have, and it's. So actually something we talk about in the Atomic Club team quite often is from a pure entertainment point of view, you know, a lot of people are playing around with NFTs in their spare time. You know, they, they spend all day at work and then they come home and it's like, oh, I wonder how my NFTs are doing. I wonder what's happening in the space. At that point, you're not competing against other web free services. You're competing against every other entertainment medium. Yeah. Um, and if there's any semblance of you know choice there people are just going to go to the platform that's the most reliable easiest to use gives them the best user experience and with fractal in particular their website's perfect for this you know front and center they um it, i'm on their website right now on the left hand side you can just see a list of games and various ways to like keep up to date join you. right in the middle of the screen you can see a video for fractal and you can kind of get an idea of the gameplay you're like oh okay this looks kind of cool it's kind of um Reminds me a lot of like Tribe to Send and, and games like that. And it's like, oh, you know, oh, they've got a tournament going on and there's a $5,000 prize pool. So, well, you know, there's money in this and there's a semblance of a competitive scene there. And it seems very cool. And you could scroll down the page and, you know, find a few other games that are on the platform. You can, you know, it's just very pleasant to interact with. Um, but more importantly, it's, it's showing games that are offering something um, not new, but something unique. You know, it's a shooter, but it has its own unique style, its own unique gameplay. It tends to kind of harken back to these kind of FPS games from years um, years ago. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gives that kind of deja vu. And 
if I had to Elixir as a comparison, and just for full disclosure, NFT Insider is a partner of Elixir, um, but this is a, I think, a very key piece of feedback if any of them are listening to this. They have this uh, kind of rotation of videos on their homepage when you go to their site that uh, you kind of go through five or six different games and it shows you like a little teaser and, you know, a little bit of info, which is great. Um, yeah. One of the first games I see, and this is no kind of... I'm not intending to talk badly about this game, but one of the games showcased is a game called No Way Back, which is 100% a Web3 Fortnite clone. They use right. the same art style, the same map, the same UI icons. And me, if I'm a Web2 user, I'm coming to the site, I'm like, oh, they've got a Fortnite ripoff. And the problem with platforms that put these kind of games front and center is it immediately reminds you of a game that's better and has more players. Yeah. So like, if I look at No Way Back, I'm like, why don't I just play Fortnite? Like, I, it's been a long time since I played Fortnite, don't get me wrong. But if I had the choice between playing this Web3 version of Fortnite or Fortnite, I would just play Fortnite. This is, do you think that's a little bit of a hangover from Play to Earn? Is that these clones had uh, an angle when people were earning from playing them? You know, if you had Fortnite and then yeah. you had Web3 ripoff Fortnite, but you could earn $20 a day, $30 a day playing the Web3 ripoff version, you might seriously play that because, well, you'll earn some money yeah. while having fun. But they've lost that angle. That angle doesn't yeah, play, exist play anymore. Yeah, play to earn died two years ago. Yeah. Like, it's, and I think there's a lot of these Web3 sites, and to be fair, a lot of NFT projects, especially new ones, that tried to hang their hat on that. Um, yeah. I'm not going to get into names, but, um, you know, I speak to a lot of brand new NFT projects or people coming new into the space. And a lot of them, when it comes to um, talking about NFTs they want to sell, it's like, oh, we want to do some kind of rev share. We want to get people involved. And I'm, I'm just straight up, I'm like, people don't care. Like, it, <laughs> the only way a, a rev share system works is if you have a massive project and it's something that's actually worth caring about. But... Let's say you start a project, you know, oh, I'm going to give 10% of all the revenue we generate back to the community. I mean, that only works if your project takes off, uh, but it's, it's not a way to justify selling NFTs for $100 a pop. And I think with a lot of these Web3 games, just because you have Fortnite, but you can earn a token, or it kind of looks like Diablo, but you can earn a token, like people don't care. Yeah. They'd rather just play what is the better game well exactly um, and speaking that's of which i've not played not played diablo 4 yet i really need to get my hands on that i tried it <laughs> it's uh i've played it a fair bit actually a little bit it's it's good i mean um i'm not i didn't like diablo 3 but um i do like diablo 4 so it's clearly it's funny you should mention diablo 3 with a real money auction house yeah like that was something wicked there. Well, that i think went... it's something we have discussed on the podcast well, i think past, we have right? yeah yeah and it's uh I've seen a couple of YouTube videos more recently where people um, have kind of revisited that topic and tried to compare it towards um, kind of the Web3 space and how, oh, you know, we proved this kind of thing didn't work eight years yeah. ago. Misses um, the point entirely because yep. without ownership, what are you even comparing? I mean, it's yep. just, it, it, it was an awful idea, the real, the real money auction house. It, just yep. a horrendous idea. It, just a money spent. It was terrible. Well, I think we've said before on the podcast, or at least you know, I remember saying this, is that I I do think having real money stroke Web3 aspects in a game can work, but it has to be incredibly well designed. It can't go the Diablo model where 
everything is just available on the auction house and yeah. if you just come into the game with 100 bucks you can instantly get the best items yeah, it ruins the just, economy it's, you know if but it ruins the game even for the even for the player oh yeah even absolutely. for the person with that 100 dollars to burn it'll ruin the game for you you're, you're not yeah. playing the game you're, you're trying to skip as much as you can no and, it's, and, and there it's was just a, dull cut off him watching um Ruffle Waffle, that's his name. He's never going to see this, but I'm going to give him credit for this anyway. He's been making some videos about Gran Turismo 7 lately and how right. they're kind of, hey, spend real money to earn in-game currency that can you then use to buy exorbitantly priced cars. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a horrific system for, for Gran Turismo and it's part of a wider issue with that game. But I, I think that's the way a lot of Web3 game developers, the majority of which are first-time game developers, are approaching Web3 in the most yeah. part. It's, oh, hey, you know, you can only buy items in our game using our own native token. And, of course, you have to go to a, an exchange to buy that. And, of course, we're going to profit off that as well. And it's, Yeah. I, I, there's so many... For all Web3 talks about being this open system anyone can contribute to, there's so many kind of closed walls in Web3 gaming. Mm. Um, there is, well, and I'm that's... hoping... So I was sorry, just going to say just, that just list a... is exactly what you're saying. That list, yeah. uh, how many walled gardens are in that list? Oh, so many. It, it's it's so bizarre to me that uh, again, Web three is built off this idea of open walls, and every platform just wants to build their own walls. So yeah, um, and I think that's and this is going to sound like a horrible plug, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, the new Atomic Hub multi chain marketplace. Uh, the whole point of it is we shouldn't have walled gardens between blockchains. Like, if a game yeah. is a good blockchain game, it doesn't matter what chain it's on. No. You should just let people go search about them and buy the assets for them if they want. Uh, and I'm hoping that that starts to become more the case um, across Web3. I know for... for we've talked on the podcast before whether Epic are um, deliberately choosing to partner with Web3 games that are being built on Unreal Engine. I don't know what Gods Unchained is built on, I'm going to be honest. Um, no, you'd think Unity, um, just because Unity is so. good for stuff like that. Particularly like well, mobile games, Unity is very good. But Yeah, I think if I'm right, they haven't taken like, oh, we'll only accept games on one chain for for the Epic Games Store. Yeah. It's it's all games on different chains, and they've kind of taken yeah. the same sounds. It, it doesn't matter, the game just needs to be good. Yeah, it's, well, it's definitely multi-chain. Um, although the Forgerina is not up there, I messaged Minak about that. Um and they just want to get the game into a good state before they have the the store page back up, but they're still partnered and they're still going on there. So that's yep. wax. Then there's I can think of Polygon Games. Blankus is on Polygon, right? Yep. Um, and of course, Gotham Chains Immutable. Immutable. Yeah, I um, think there was there a Solana game. Well, anyway, yeah. So it's, they're definitely <laughs> chain agnostic, which is what you want to be. I mean, it's although we are. I mean, how many times we've spoken about this? But the tribalism in in blockchains like ecosystems but i mean who really cares it's kind of like your internet provider if you're getting you know one gig down you don't care who's getting you that gig you really no. don't if you if you've got fiber broadband all you care about is uptime and speed that's it and as long as yeah. it's as long as it works then you don't care who prov who provided you it? It just doesn't. It's irrelevant. Um, yeah, and this but... just to kind of extend this point. This I have 
this exact issue with a number of these web three marketplaces. I know Fractal has gone beyond this, but initially they were only for Solana games, right? Yes, they were, yeah. Um, and then looking at Ultra, a lot of what Ultra are doing revolves around, oh, hey, we're using this, we're using our own in-house standard for our marketplace and all this stuff. And it's like, well, why don't you just adopt one of the bajillion open NFT standards? Yeah. Or, and, and it's, I'm, speaking of all of the kind of Web3 Steam competitors we have, I I mean, there might be, but there's no major players that spring to mind for this. There's mm. none of them that take a proper open walls approach to being a Web3 digital distribution platform. They're all, oh, hey, we are our Web3 Steam, but we only cater or we m mostly cater for games on Antelope or we cater for games on Solana or Ethereum. There's, there's no, there is no right now web3 steam or web3 epic games it's like like if you're playing games on pc and you have no idea what to play or you just want to keep on top of the latest releases it doesn't matter whether you like management sims motorsport games fps mmo trading cards arcade games roguelites whatever you go to steam and yeah. nothing springs to mind for me for web3 for that there's no oh i want to go to if i want to know what the best or most recent releases and web3 games are i'm not going to go to a market uh, a marketplace i'm probably going to either look in my own emails for press releases yeah or i'm going to go to a news but... site <laughs> yeah like yeah. It, it, when web3 games that's a huge problem for web3 gaming if the best way for you to keep track of what the latest games are is heading to a news website like yeah token gamer and nft insider are great resources for finding out about games and getting our thoughts etc but for you as a gamer, you shouldn't have to go to a news website to figure out what the latest game releases are, really. But, you should but go to we a want... game distribution platform. I guess this comes back to the question I asked you right at the start, but do we want the game, Web3 games to be separate? Do we want them to be treated independently? Um, no, probably I'm not. not I, I, don't, I don't see value in it. I'd rather... like One of the things I wrote in the article about the press release for God's Untrained going on Epic Games is what I really want is just even 5% of TCG players to get a feel for owning the cards yeah, and just seeing the benefit of blockchain technology. Like, forget the money, forget trading, even though that's a, that's a core <laughs> part of this, is a trading card game. Um, but just having ownership of it and you can move it between your wallets and if you got banned from the game or the game shut down or they went bankrupt, you still got that. I mean, it's not that it's not... It wouldn't be worth anything, but no. you own that thing. And it's, it's like, yep. it, I, I want them to see the benefits and and I guess it's it's not easy to demonstrate the benefits. And you can you can always say, what's the point? You know, um, if it's not financial, what's the point? And to me, it's the same as achievements in games. I, yep. I kind of care about achievements. I'm, I'm interested in achievements and my Steam or World of Warcraft or whatever... I like that I have those achievements and those achievements run independently to what I do. And I think it would be, you know, if you get banned on Steam or, or banned on um, World of Warcraft, then you've lost those achievements. So even, and yeah. I, you can't sell achievements. You know, you could, you could sell getting them, but you, you can't sell them once yeah. you've got them. Yeah. Um, and I still like the fact that I have that and I would like to have that without the risk of ever losing them, yep. um, which is kind of what the angle is. But, 
one more before we start wrapping up. There's one more angle I want to discuss on this. Now, I've forgotten who sent this tweet, but it caught a bit of um, traction this week where somebody said that the aim shouldn't be to build a Web3 Steam. We should be looking to build Web3 overlays for games um, that run a bit like Overwolf. And this is, yeah. I mean, we've seen a lot, overlays of, of uh, Overwolf is so funny to me because when that ga- when that came out, it was a joke. Like, I'm sorry, Overwolf folks. <laughs> I was made to install it every time I bought a game because oh, yeah. you, you, it was like bloatware that you were forcing down my throat. Right. Now, I really like it. Like, I, I use it, for, there's a few things I use it for. Uh, a few different games utilize it and, it, and it's good. Um, and it feels like the overlays are making a comeback. Like, I don't know if you've ever played uh, Team Fight Tactics, the League of Legends, also Battler. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, overlays are very big in that because it can help you with team composition and it, like information, in-game information constantly. And I think League of Legends has one as well, um, probably the same one. And we have seen a few Web3, was it TSM and Blitz that partnered with Avalanche for some sort of esports overlay or something like that yeah this was after tsm had to cut their ftx sponsorship wasn't it <laughs> yes it was after that it was definitely i remember writing um that you know tsm has had a few little hiccups so far they know how to choose their web3 companies that's for sure yes um and then you've got uh game who i've worked with um, yes. for full disclosure but i i do really like that i think that platform has so much potential um, where you're, you're just playing web two games, but anything that's got like, basically an, an API where they can track what you've done in game, they can yeah. set little quests. So like Call of, Call of Duty, it'd be like get 10 headshots and you'll get our uh, game against token, which, yeah, you, you I don't think you can sell it at the moment because it's still in beta, but <laughs> yeah, you could sell it. But I, and I've said this to the co-founders, for me, the exciting thing is there, you could automate, little tournaments and esports things which is good but also that token could be used to buy stuff for those games that you you played and that's when it gets interesting because let's say you played a thousand hours of rocket league and you finally got enough token to buy an exclusive uh car that's only on gamer games um that's when things get really interesting (laughs) to me and it is i feel it seems outlandish but it's possible it it is possible i i feel if Let's say that example happened and, um, you know, some Web3 overlay platform partnered with Psyonix, which, I mean, is now owned by Epic, so it's not a huge stretch of the imagination. No. It might happen. Um, the, you know, you, you install this overlay, you, I don't know, score 10 goals in a day, and then you can use whatever token that overlay platform uses to get an exclusive car. That essence of getting exclusive in-game items through a Web3 overlay would generate so much uh furore and debate in the ecosystem i mean it it, it would it would be incredibly hotly debated and but i feel like i i don't feel there's a situation where web3 games or web3 overlays or any aspect of web3 technology in gaming becomes mainstream without there being this crux point where there's anger and screaming and Um, I I swear this is just because of the word crypto or blockchain or NFT because have a look at the moment this is a perfect example at the moment in Rocket League you can get the that 
battle bus car yes. that was probably the rarest car in the game because it came it you only got it if you played if i remember rightly you only got it if you played the beta of rocket league it might have even been closed beta basically very few people ever had it you, you almost never saw it now epic games is giving a version of that car available to any player that links to their epic games account so even if you play on steam you can in, if you install the epic game store you can link your account and you'll get that exclusive car how is that different? It's just it's yeah, funneling true. people into different things. I, I, this yeah. isn't a criticism of you. I agree. No, if, no, no, if that happened, there would be an uproar. But it's silly, really, because that is an exclusive item by using a certain platform. It's the exact same thing, but it's not an yep. NFT. So, so nobody's really whinging. It, it's it's think, just crazy. Yeah. I, I think if you, as long as you can avoid using the term NFT at all, mm. you might get away with it. Digital but collectible. I mean, I the the idea of I mean it's been years since I used Overwolf I remember using Overwolf back in Christ it must have been like 2013 14 mm. um, and yeah back then it was just bloatware not gonna lie it was, it, it was it awful, awful. But and it, do you remember they were trying to replace Ventrilo um, <laughs> yes I do they were trying to oh replace that and, and then they integrated TeamSpeak for a minute I think they buy one of them I think they bought one of them I, yeah, and tried, I, I, I think remember. they bought TeamSpeak and tried to integrate it and then God, killed the team. it TeamSpeak days, Jesus! Ugh. It's uh, what a piece of software that is. I'm glad that it's consigned to history. But yeah, every time I'm hearing that, boom, as they turn their mic on, what <laughs> it was awful. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a just a bizarre one. I I do think what none of these uh, Web three overlay services that are available now have really taken off. But if we mm. can get to the point where there's a popular game out there and one of these web free overlay services just proliferates through the community and the perks for using it are just so obvious and using that overlay is so easy that it becomes a no-brainer then that starts to kind of fundamentally change the experience of playing that game for the entire player base um so i mean ultimately it's down to the against developers and what they want to do and how friendly they are towards you know web3 overlays or just in-game overlays in general having that kind of impact on their games but just for as a route of comparison just thinking about it quite a lot of the games i play right now or have played in the last 12 to 18 months have um allowed mods or overlays to a particular degree um the only game i can think of that disallows them from a competitive point of view is final fantasy 14 um mm. but that's purely for like world first rating it's like if you're yeah. going to do world first don't cheat by using overlays <laughs> but yeah. otherwise if you don't tell us you're using them we don't care um but i mean i'm playing a lot of iRacing right now i lost track of the amount of overlays i use for that um hearthstone i used to use overlays for that mm. um and then you have games like skype if they just build the overlays in which is brilliant yeah. um and you know more and more of the web free games are, i'm getting into and play right now are being mod for or not necessarily like direct you can mod the game friendly but at least are allowing external developers to build on top of what they've yeah. made to create a, a better experience whether through stat tracking or you know whatever it may be so as we're seeing that rise in popularity not just in web 2 but in web 3 games as well i think it's inevitable there's going to be some sort of crossover and yeah. just to throw all the way back to the four guys example if you had a Web3 overlay on Fall Guys and it's like, oh, hey, if you win 
one game a day or let's say you you win three games in a week or whatever and then you can earn this exclusive full guy skin or exclusive like skin components then that's something that would lead to i think a, a lion's share of that game's player base just adopting that overlay like yeah. kind of brings up a thought i mean steam kind of has an in-game overlay anyway i mean you can it what is it shift tab you can just open Something up like steam that. overlay I'm not sure if Epic has the same thing. I don't play um, Epic's or games on the Epic Store that often, but surely it wouldn't be that difficult for these marketplaces or digital distribution platforms to do these overlays themselves. If Epic wanted to create an Epic token and go that route, they could do. Um, I'm sure Steam could do the same, but you know, there's, and and I'm sure that there's, I mean, Fractal could do that. And yeah. I think that could work quite well. So there's a lot of there's a lot of potential, there's a lot of possibility. Um but going back to how we kicked off this episode talking about web three digital distribution platforms, I think the one that is likely to be the most preeminent, especially in the short term future, is just gonna be Epic Games because yeah. there's so many people there and they seem quite friendly to onboard Web3 games. Fractal is the kind of number one Web3 um centric platform in that respect but there's still no way even close to your steams and the epic games of the world so yeah we've got a long way to come um but that's not to say i don't think it'll happen i think give it a few years and we will see a fractal or an elixir kind of uh start to rub shoulders with the the bigger boys of web 2 but yeah um i think my just like sum up would be uh, Epic Games is the Web3 Steam at the moment. There, it is. there isn't enough Web3 games to warrant uh, a standalone Web3 Steam, um, at least at the moment. And I think a lot of what these platforms are building is they're building before it's necessary. Whereas uh-huh. I think Epic Games is is more keeping the pace. And um, at the moment, there are a few blockchain games that are worthy of having, and that's what they've integrated and then as there's more demand they'll probably augment other stuff um be that uh, it would be crazy if they had a marketplace but you know whatever the case um i think epic games store is the steam for web3 and will be going forward um i think steam may regret their decision um to not they'll have to change their opinion i think i think they will change and the thing is it's so easy for them to row back because they can just go well it was full of scams back then there wasn't that much and really you're gonna have a hard time arguing that they just or they just wanted to wait until it was more secure for their their community you can't you're not it's gonna be very difficult to argue with that i don't think they'll lose much ground um if they just started implementing it so i think those two will be the, the leaders i do think that some sort of overlay may be the play um, yeah. like a third party kind of program I'm not sure what that will be or who will win it I do really like Fractal I really like Game Again's idea I like the concept behind it and I like where it's going um, it's still some way off being the fully fleshed out thing that I want to see yeah. um, I don't think a lot of these major and they've got so much funding it's insane that the, the, like the ones that you've never heard of after the original press release I've got so many press releases in my inbox and they're like we've raised five million dollars to build Web3 Steam and then two years later you click on it they haven't had a blog post update since May 2021 They their t- Twitter's dead 
Is it like where did that money go? Hopefully that money was given in stages. No, I would, I would love I'd love to know what VCs out there are giving any money to any potential platform that pitches to them, we're gonna create the steam of Web three. Yeah. It was twenty twenty one though, wasn't it? But, yeah, but I mean, any, I, I mean I, I'm subscribed to Milk Road, great newsletter, but you know, I think it's it's either once a week or once every now and again they publish a list of who's getting funding and you still see some of these projects get money. Yeah. Like, who it who is giving you money other than people that know nothing about the games? I, I saw. <laughs> yeah, I, I meant to send this to you. Um, I saw somebody <laughs> uh, tweet the other day about Web three's dead already, and it showed how much investment Web three received in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, and then twenty twenty three they made some claim like it's, there's only been thirteen million invested in Web three. I was like. There has probably been more than 13 million this week. Like, where are you looking? Yeah. Where are you getting yeah. your stats? Because I have personally reported God knows how many funding rounds <laughs> since January. Um, yeah, I, I think there's it's... still a lot of money pumped in. There's a lot of money out there. There's still VC interest, but it has called significantly. Yeah, as it should. Since 21, 22. And I think that's mostly because of one of the regulatory scares we keep getting. And then yeah. things like FDX happen and then like... Why are we putting all of our money in these platforms that are just being mismanaged and run by idiots? Which yeah. I could totally understand. <laughs> um, yeah. But who knows? Who knows? I yeah. think the Web3 overlay, if it becomes a no-brainer, could be uh, could be the play. But, but we'll... I think, yeah. Uh, Epic Games, I think they are the, the Web3 steam at the moment yeah. and for the foreseeable. Yeah. And we didn't even touch on, you know, the Fortnite metaverse and what they're doing with Unreal mm. Engine and... Well, but we can that refers to it as a metaverse, but uh, maybe we do an entire episode. I wish I would, I would give up a lot to get Tim Sweeney on this podcast. Make a <laughs> seven-hour episode picking his brains about the metaverse and where yeah, he sees blockchain going. That would be great. Um, he's definitely uh, he's got some strong opinions yeah. about blockchain and cryptocurrency and web three technology. He's done in general. so much for gaming. Like what? He's got such a proven yeah. track record that why would you dis people dismiss him as soon as he mentions blockchain or Web three? Look what he's done for the industry in the last thirty years. I mean, it's obscene. What? How yeah. much of an impact he has had? Yeah, but he's uh he's he's had a massive impact, that's for sure. And it, it seems strange that uh, just as a off topic final point, a lot of these huge figures in gaming, uh, you know, your your Tim Sweeney's, your your Gabens, your um. Bobby Kotick, you know, a lot of a lot of these figures were renowned back in the day, and uh, some of them still are to a certain extent. But a lot of them both have amazing track records and more recent reasons why people heavily dislike them. Yeah. I think the only personality I can think of that is widely known enough in gaming circle circles to have avoided that is Hideo Kojima. He's mm. probably the only one who has a near spotless record, but there's. You know, that I, I could go on about that topic for hours, so <laughs> let's cut it there. Um, that was episode 69 of the Middle One podcast, and it was a yeah, great conversation. We'll see, um, how, how Epic and Steam and how all these Web3, um, upcoming platforms, uh, move along uh, throughout the rest of this year and beyond. I'm sure we'll visit it in future. Uh, but until then, Rob, where can we find you? You can find me at tokengamer.io for the latest blockchain, gaming, and metaverse, and AI's role in gaming. Um, and then you can also find us on the app, the Token Gamer app, which is on iOS and Android. Um, currently, WAPs and Polygon NFTs can be tracked on there. You can have your wallets integrated. 
Um, and then we have the news page and analytics and bits and pieces. So make sure you check that out. Um, where else? LinkedIn, Twitter, at Token Gamer News, and then just Token Gamer on LinkedIn, where you can find some bits and pieces there. Um, I think that's everywhere covered. John, where can people find you? Fantastic. So uh, for the latest Web3 uh, and NFT and blockchain gaming news, you can head to nftinsider.io or at nftinsider underscore io on Twitter and Instagram and all those brilliant places. Uh, for me personally, it's at hydropowered on everything. Twitter is the best one, although I have mostly been tweeting about iRacing and not Web3 lately. <laughs> um, although I have been kind of giving my opinion on a few things I've been uh, seeing uh, in the Twitter sphere. So uh, yes, yeah, say hello Musk. to me over there and uh, Zuckerberg the Elon Musk Zuckerberg cage fight that, you know um, everybody's paying to watch that like <laughs> I'm, I'll watch it I'm watching that well, I, love how, I love how Elon on Twitter kind of you can never tell whether he's being serious or joking on Twitter but obviously said that put that message on Twitter about, oh yeah I'd love to cage fight him and Zuckerberg actually responded and then um, must kind of start to row back by posting memes and be like, oh, we'll have this move called the walrus where I'll just lay on yeah. people. <laughs> I mean, as funny as it, like, Elon Musk is like quite a big guy now. He's obviously, he says he doesn't work out, but he looks like a big, pretty big guy. No, he is, he's on the juice. But 100%, he is full to the brim with steroids. Really? But anyway, do you reckon? <laughs> I mean, he's... Oh, yeah, 100%. If you look at his physique, it is not a normal person's physique. He says he doesn't exercise other than lifting his kids above his head, is what, is what he said. He looks he looks very big, but um, old Mark Lizard Zuckerberg has been... He's been killing, like, martial arts competitions, and he's been training. I reckon he's, he's low-key the favourite for this weird oh, he is, battle. If they ever did get in the cage, Zuckerberg would whoop Elon Musk's ass. And I don't... What That's a not weird some kind situation. of all Twitter versus Facebook thing. It's just you have someone who's trained in jujitsu and is winning competitions lately against some mm. fat bloke. It there's not really unless, unless Elon Musk. I saw I saw someone tweet that um, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, Elon Musk's gonna get crushed," and then they'll get into the the ring and you'll see a little scar on the back of Elon Musk's head where he's had a chip. Put in, and he's got the the latest and greatest mm. MMA fighting techniques. Well, supposedly they've been talking about um, human testing for Neuralink lately. So, well, there you go. There's the time you test it. Get yeah, world class <laughs> fighters AI in the back of his head. Oh, the main event. Uh, yeah, hey, if that became a pay per view, um, I, I'd pay to see it. Obviously, we're paying to see it. I mean, we'll, we'll stream <laughs> it live. We'll have live reactions to it. I think there whoever loses so... has to delete their platform. Oh, I see. Well, really Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg and Meta are making that Twitter competitor, aren't they? So, I've heard rumours of it. I haven't really looked into it. Yeah, I think that's what spurned on this idea of a cage fight, is that Musk was trying to get Zuckerberg to back off. <laughs> but, hey, who knows? What it's a weird, weird and wacky and wonderful social media yeah. world we live in. And on the other hand, we've got Apple trying to sell you a $3,500 headset. So... Yeah. I don't even have an opinion on that other than if you have the money to buy one, good for you. I kind of want one. They look really cool, but that's a bit rich. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's wrap this up before we ramble on for much longer. Yes. Thank you very much for watching episode 69 of the Make One Podcast. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, a five-star podcast review would be fantastic. If you're on YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe, and let us know who you would like us to... uh, invite on next what you want us to talk about there's so much going on in the web 3 and the wider tech space right now 
I'm sure there's plenty of topics we can dive into. Uh, but other than that, thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. We hope you tune in again next week.